0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents... The Oxford Exxon Podcast.
1: And say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give
0: you a round of applause for something that you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts Chase Palm. And Broadcast School has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV.
2: How are you, Mr. McCready? I am good. Let me get uh, let me get out of this press box area and into a quieter place. Hang on one second. I'm getting the well, I mean,
3: team radio here. You wouldn't be the first person to be a little loud today, there. So I think you're probably okay if you want to go ahead and I pick I, your voice up. I can
2: walk outside. I think I walked outside. Can you hear me okay now? I can hear you fine. Okay, good. i just trying to. Let's try not to disturb people writing. You know how it is on those tight games like that. Everybody, everybody's, you, you can't really start writing until the game's basically over. Was it, it like last week where the col- column was written and you just inserted
3: score? It created problems for me even because I was – I mean, observations are completely different. of have Miss wins versus loses that game. And then like 10 minutes after it was over, I went, hell, I've got to get all this set up and get moving. And I had to just – Abomination there early on of trying to get all the stuff produced and set up, and they was whatever it was kind of clunky, but it'll be all right. Everybody's in a good mood. It would it would have been a really big problem had I almost lost the game, and I don't have my crap straight, and then we're all over <laughs> the place. That would that would have been a bit of an issue, but everybody was was all right. Um, so many different places to start. I mean, I won't keep you too terribly long because I know you still got writing to do, but I guess st- start with anything. Uh, important out of the press conference what was lane like kind of set that up and then i'll go back through the game a little bit
2: you know lane was fine i think lane was already shifting uh, a little bit into the mode that he's going to have to shift into which is you know they're they're probably going to move up in the polls uh they're going to either get into the top 10 or they're going to push the top 10 there is going to start being a different level of hype about this team. We talked about it last week. I I mean, I feel really good about all the stuff that we wrote and did and said because we we said for a long time this was going to be a really good game between two really good teams, and it was probably going to come down to the fourth quarter, and there were some people who pushed back and they said Kentucky sucks and they're overrated and blah, blah, blah. They're not. They don't suck. They're not overrated. Levis has some ball security issues, but Levis also has some serious talent and he is a threat and Barry and Brown is a stud on the outside. And Rodriguez is a very good back and they are a dangerous team. They're a physical defense. They swarm. You knew this was going to be a really good game between two really good teams. And one of the things that we kept saying, and now it holds true and it was, it would have held true had Kentucky won the winner of this game is in a, a rarefied air a little bit now in terms of the conversation that's going to take place. Ole Miss is going to be 10, 11, or so in the AP poll. They get at Vanderbilt next week. I mean, I think realistically, that's a game Ole Miss wins. They get Auburn back here in two weeks from today, and this place will be a zoo again, and, and they should win. And they're going to be seven and zero going to Baton Rouge. Um, Going to Baton Rouge on October the 22nd to play LSU, and we'll see what LSU is. Probably at 2.30 on CBS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 yeah, prob- almost certainly. Yeah. So, you know, they're in a different conversation. And to answer your question in a really, really, really long-winded fashion, Lane was, I think, already shifting to, hey, it was just one win um you know it was a win that could have gone either way it was a game that could have gone either way there was you know you got to be careful not to make too much of it when when you do that because that's how you can get in trouble and he's right um and yet at the same time I think he acknowledged that given the timing of this weekend a lot of recruits here the whole Grove Collective uh reboot and all of that stuff and um national media that was here and stuff. This was this was a really big moment. And, you know, a week after criticizing the fans, he um he gave the fans at least a possibility of a chance that they contributed to the win because Kentucky moves the ball to the six yard line and they score a touchdown on the next play. It got negated because of an illegal shift. And he said it's possible that the reason they were still moving and, and and didn't execute that play was because of the crowd noise down there. And the, what end zone is that? I guess that the North end zone, I get, it I still is, get end yeah. zones confused here. Yeah. Um, you think I'd get my directions after all the years <laughs> I've covered this team, but I, I still screw it up. Uh, north end zone, you know, where the students were and it was really loud and Kentucky had a, had a mistake. And then the next play, uh, you know, Jared Ivey, who I just wrote a story, uh, game stories kind of built around him. Uh, Jared Ivey makes that play that, obviously will be remembered for a long time, especially if this ends up being a a special season. So that's kind of what he touched on. Um, He knows that they're going to start getting talked about a lot in a different type of conversation, not just a good program, but a program that's starting to push for elite status, a program that is um, going to wake up tomorrow very much in the SEC West race. I mean, certainly early, very early. And Arkansas is not Arkansas. I meant Alabama's winning at Arkansas big. Alabama is an elite, um, elite, elite, elite program. But who knows? What, I mean, Hey, what, 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 that, what oh, and
3: I mean, it's, you hope he's not hurt just for his own health, but what about the shoulder? I mean, what
2: if, yeah, you wonder, I, I mean, mean, I haven't seen it because I've been, I've been writing, but you wonder, you know, was that a labrum? Was that a, uh, you know, what was that? And, and, uh, I'm told that that Young's, you know, um, the way he kind of slammed his helmet down and stuff. He obviously felt like something was wrong. And if if suddenly they don't have the Heisman winner and they're going with a young quarterback and they have to come here, they still have to go to Knoxville. They still have to go to Baton Rouge. You know, I mean, of the four games that they had that we talked about, with Arkansas being the first, Arkansas was the worst, ma- the easiest matchup for them because Arkansas so one-dimensional on defense. They can't stop the pass. Well, those other teams, I mean, Tennessee's not a great defensive team. Ole Miss, Ole Miss has a chance to be a pretty damn good defensive team. They held Kentucky to 320 some odd yards today. Levis was effective, but he never hit the deep ball. He was 18 of 24 for 220 and a couple of touchdowns, but he didn't hit that deep ball. They took those deep shots with Brown, but they never connected. Um, I don't know, Chase. I'm just talking. It was, it was I mean, look it's, I think we're gonna get about three weeks of looking ahead to L S U and talking about what might be and between then Alabama's gotta play a couple of games and potentially gotta play in Knoxville without Bryce Young, which would be a pretty big storyline. Alabama now up
3: twenty eight to nothing on Arkansas. Um two fifty to go in the second and a quarterback? Quarter. No, Jalen Milroe is playing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 I think Simpsons, Simpson's third team right now. Yeah. Um, A.J. McCarran insinuating some sort of AC joint and also some potential rotator cuff situation.
2: Yeah, you wonder, whenever you see something like that, you think labrum, rotator cuff, stuff like that. That's, that's certainly unfortunate because everybody who has ever been around Bryce Young raves about him.
3: I talked to Jeffrey for a while and just kind of what today meant for Ole Miss, sort of the Ole Miss program in general. I guess we sort of were dovetailing it off by Bomb and all his Auburn questions and all that stuff to sus. But – Ole Miss maximized this 11 o'clock thing today as well as you possibly can. The stadium was striped. I mean, they did a hell of a job that I didn't expect them to do. I'm just being fully honest. Uh, It was packed. They go. They win the game. They win the game on a big play. They sort of win the game the Kentucky way, which right now is the Ole Miss way, the way they're playing this season. Kiffin showing Can I give you a hot take? Yeah, sure. Can
2: I give you a hot take from somebody who who I think views this pretty damn objectively – OK, this stadium and I'm I'm sitting at the 41 yard line right now on the outside looking looking out on it. This stadium looks much better on TV and in person during the daytime than it does at night. I'm just going to tell you that from the way the kids look at it. And it's my opinion. I, I okay, believe it's, it. firmly. Right. it's it's a gorgeous stadium in the daytime at night because of the way the lights are done and stuff. It's kind of dark. It looks kind of gloomy sometimes, in my opinion. This place, like last year for the, the the Arkansas game, a few years ago when they beat Alabama here during the day, they beat beaten LSU here during the day, now today beating um, – beating, um, um, Jeez, Neil, you just covered it. Kentucky. <laughs> they they beat Florida uh, here. Uh, I saw the highlights of that, got thrown around. The, the, the Some got, a linebacker intercepted Rex Grossman a couple of times. That was a day game. This mm-hmm. place is kind of different in the daytime than it is at night. Frankly, it was really electric in here today. You were here for the first half. It was electric in down on the field at the end. I mean, this place was rowdy. I, I think it's just one guy's opinion, and I know the Grove and drinking all day, and I get it. I, Old Miss ought to start embracing the day thing a little bit. Frankly, they have more success in the daytime than they do at night. Well,
3: I just told I guess I was talking to Corey, he called in a second ago, and I was telling him it there's probably something even if you're one of the if you're if you're somebody who's mad about the grove from a standpoint of the game, and I get you gotta get up early, and you gotta get there and all that stuff, and I understand that, but I bet they're having a damn good time right now. And you got back in the grove at two o'clock after beating a top ten team. And you're just hanging out, watching other teams play the rest of the day, knowing you're waking up tomorrow. You said, like, number 10 of the country or something. I mean, to me, that's even better than getting there at 12 and watching games, waiting all nervous for your game at 6.30. I mean, just partying. Look, Ole Miss is winning. That's 13 in a row at home right now. It's 13 in a row. I, I mean, 16 and 3 out of their last 19. I mean, I, I know it's my stick, and I told Jeffrey and people watching that have been here the whole time, you're hearing me repeat myself. But Ole Miss has done exactly to every T what – they needed to do was quit being the side joke and quit being the egg, one of the players in the Egg Bowl crap and being the team on probation that, quote, uncheated and all the free stuff. Now they're just a team that wins a lot of freaking home games, wins a lot of games in general, puts really good crowds in for big games, and is an SEC program that frankly expects to win every day when they walk out on the field and they have a dynamic coach when they do it. They've become the most boring SEC team in the best possible way. Oh, I hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah, you're right. There's there's um, no shtick, because they're, they're not even plucky anymore. They just win. No, I mean I get not they're not Alabama, they're in just, their Georgia, but it's not like oh look at Cinderella, cute having a good season.
2: Eh. no, not at, not at all. I mean, if there's any knock on them right now, it's that their second half offense is struggling. That's it, and it is. But they're they're a really good defensive team. They've got players at just about every position. They've got this young freshman tailback who's a freaking stud. Um, they they were able to, you know, that in the second half they were kind of going for a long time. They were not the second half for the first half, I should say. They were going with two freshman tackles and Pettis and Williams. Um, they've got this young quarterback who makes plays, and he still makes mistakes. And he threw a ball into coverage today that got picked. He threw another couple of balls that could have gotten picked. Yet Lane was pretty complimentary of Jackson's play. Uh, he's a charismatic kid. I repeat this for the gazillionth time because I think it's part it? he's 19. He's only going to get better. They haven't seen anything resembling the best out of Michael Trigg yet. Um, and Lane was upset at Trigg on that illegal procedure on the opening drive where they ended up having to punt. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they just, the Cruz came in. They, they bring Cruz in because they needed a kicker. They kind of go out and sign a kicker basically to a one-year deal and he ends up making a really big fifty-three yard kick. I mean, we didn't think about how big that kick was at the time, but that was a really big kick. Xavier um, Harris, the freshman, blocks an extra point. Turned out to be really big. It impacted kind of the way you know Kentucky played a little bit. You got a safety in the end zone where they they, they stopped Levis, and that they just did a lot of good things. And you're right, they're not. It's not shtick. It's not the Lane Kiffin clipboard thing anymore. They're just good.
3: It's maybe one of the better program things from a perception standpoint that they're having this season where they're winning, winning with the run game and defense and physicality and swarming in and, 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 and belief. I mean, Ole Miss loses that game today if that's a fragile mental team who expects to lose. They don't. They expect to win. They made some plays. They got, they got unlucky and lucky all together there in the last two minutes of the game in different ways. And they pulled out one against a really good program in Kentucky that's been very solid and steady under Mark Stoops for a long yeah, time. You,
2: you just said but you just said a key word there. They just beat a team by believing. And the team that they beat believed it was going to win. I yeah. was watching the Kentucky sideline when uh, the Finley play that where uh, Levis fumbled. That Kentucky sideline, no one dropped their head. They, I watched the offense walk over to the sideline. They got in the huddle and they started working. Okay, here, we're going to get it back and here's what we're going to do. They, that was a veteran team that has won a bunch of games. Again, Kentucky had won 15 of its last 18 games, too, now. So I watched them over on that sideline. I was down, standing on the Ole Miss sideline at about the 15-yard line, and I was staring right across at them. There was a complete confidence that, hey, we're about to get the ball, we're going to march down the field, and we're going to score. And they did get the ball back got it back, and got down to the six-yard line, and everybody on their sideline believed they were going to score. There was a little bit of frustration on the on the um, illegal shift. They were kind of pissed mm-hmm. off, but it was still total. totally believed they were going to score, and until Ivy knocked the ball out and, and Tavius Robinson picked it up, they believed, and I think that's important. You weren't beating Vanderbilt today. You were beating a pretty damn good program that's going to win a bunch of games this year. Make no mistake. Kentucky played –
3: Exactly how I thought they would play from the standpoint of you, and you'll agree here. If you don't meet their standard, then you lose. And if you play better than them, you yes. win. That, that's where Kentucky is yes. as a program: is that if you can elevate past exactly what they did today, you will win the game. But by God, you better do it. You've got to get there.
2: Yeah, they're going to show it. They're going to show up, and they're going to play their game, and they're going to be physical, and they're going to exert their will as much as they possibly can, and they're going to. Uh, they're going to do that deal that they do on defense, where they bend a little bit, but they don't break. Ole Miss had 399 yards of offense. It's that's, that's solid, but it's no one's going to go, oh boy, Ole Miss lit the scoreboard on fire because it didn't. They they're they're going to give you what they give you. They're going to take away what they take away, and uh, they're they're going to be pretty fundamentally sound. Levis holds to the ball too long. He, his pass his pocket awareness is lacking. Uh, his his ball security probably a little shaky. Those are things that he has to work on. But make no mistake, he can beat you. and He has he has skills. I've seen people go, oh, he's overrated. I, I disagree. After watching him in person today, I disagree. I mean, I'm not taking him with the first pick in the draft. But if you're telling me that guy plays in the NFL, I'm not even remotely surprised. Um, th- no, you, 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 you beat a good team today that believed they were going to come in here and win. And they brought a bunch of people down here for this game. This was – this was two of the best programs in the country, country and conference, going against each other today. This was, if, if you, excluding Alabama and Georgia, who are the two best programs in the nation, Sure, Ole Miss and, and Kentucky are right there. I mean, right there. If if Ohio State wins today, and they're winning big over Rutgers, I think, Ole Miss and Ohio State have the same record in the last 19 games. That's not completely fair, because Ohio State's played, I guess, some conference championships and things of that nature. But still, how many other teams in the country have won 16 in the last 19? Small list. I mean, it's Alabama. It's Alabama, Georgia. It's Ohio State. It's Ole Miss. Maybe there's somebody else. I don't know. Not many. I mean, that really is about you, it. I can't say it. LSU can't say it. Uh, Mississippi the, State can't say it. Texas A&M can't say, say it. Arkansas A&M can't team say it. currently is getting worked by State. It cannot say it. No, can't say it. You know, I mean, Florida can't say it. Tennessee can't say it. I mean, it, it's it's pretty rarefied air. I mean, the next step is that you've got to. But here's where Ole Miss is, to I mean, kind of put it in perspective. All that's left now for this program, it's pro, it's proven over the years it can win big. It's proven over the years that it can it can go to access bowls. Proven everything except it can win the SEC West and and, and win the SEC and compete for national championships. That's what's left. That's where they are. I mean, that's the standard that they're held to. It's not about not about being cute anymore. It's about okay, go finish the deal. And there was some talk about that. You know that they think they're close, and now it's a matter of of finishing. You know, and they were talking specifically about you know some finishing drives and stuff like that. But I think it applies in a bigger picture sense to where they are as a program. What's left is be consistent. and finish. Beat Mr. Vanderbilt. Beat beat Auburn. And when you go down to Baton Rouge, go down there with a different kind of attitude. Don't go down there with that attitude that that 2014 team had. Go down there with an attitude of, hey, we're we're showing up to win because we think we're better than you, and we really don't give a damn about the venue and things like that. And I think for the over the next three weeks, that's we're going to start kind of pivoting to that game subtly, and it's going to be a really big game depending on what LSU looks like over the next couple of weeks and. Not to get way ahead, but you win that one. I told you this last week. I don't think AM's any good. Tyler and I have thought about this because Tyler kind of thinks AM's a good team. I don't. I don't. I don't I don't care where that game's played. I think Ole Miss matches up really, really well with Texas AM. I don't think AM can score much on Ole Miss. And so that sets up a you know what that would set up. <laughs> so that's kind of where they are what are you what are you looking I mean, ahead to there I, <laughs> I mean i mean I, I i don't think a&m's good now look i think i think alabama's terrific and i still think the game infayable for Ole miss i don't care what happens to arkansas season the game infayable for old miss is going to be going to be a hell of a hell of an exam i mean i do i think that but and i think the egg bowl's got a chance to be a real challenge because state's going to do state's thing and you know and and but I think this offense for Ole Miss is going to get better each week. I think Jackson's going to play better. Um, you know, he, they're going to take some shots and, and try to do some things down the road. And He's got a couple of weeks now, I think, to, to really improve and gain confidence and stuff like that. But they're in a great spot because they wake up tomorrow just in the conversation, the conversation that we've had a few times, we've had just now, and we're going to have a bunch of times over the next few weeks because – they're just going to move up as teams play and everything's in front of them. It's a total opportunity. And they, again, today, they beat a really good Kentucky team. The people who are doing this thing of Kentucky over, uh, they're not, I mean, I was, you were here, you saw it. Mm -hmm. I was here. you, You had to go back to get ready. That second half for Kentucky was a hell of an impressive performance. That that's what good teams do on the road. And you had to be really resilient to hang on and win that game. And twice, AJ Finley and then Jared Ivey made plays. That's what you had to do. You had, you've got championship teams make
3: plays, and they did. Almost halftime in Starkville, 14 nothing, Mississippi State. And AM's defense has played incredibly well, but its offense is so
2: bad that it's just in constant it bad sucks. situations. Their offense that, sucks. It's, it's, it's Devin A. Chain, and that's it. Yeah, it, it's awful. And it's state gets and loud
3: and kind of whatever. You, you give state that type of momentum, that becomes a hellaciously difficult place to play. Of course and, it does.
2: It's loud. The, the bells and all that stuff, it's a loud place. I mean, That's what we're when, talking when
3: they're good. When, yeah, it's what Texas and Oklahoma are going to see. Good luck week after week. Go oh,
2: ahead. yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this all, yeah. a lot next, yeah, yeah. next week. Oklahoma's, Oklahoma and Texas. But more and more, I mean, and you kind of called this, and I was, I was like, I don't know. We'll see. That, that's starting to look like they made a reach at, at coaching. Yeah. And I'm a, maybe maybe real bad timing on that because this this league this league's a different deal now because I'm telling you, Oklahoma sits over there and they look at Ole Miss and Kentucky, for example, since we just watched these two teams play what I thought was a really classic game, and they look at their schedule every year. They'll go, oh, Ole Miss, that's a W. At Kentucky, that's a W. <laughs> I got a newsflash. Those are not free W's, champ.
3: Um, think Lane Kiffin would be happy with some way to trade for Barry and Brown? That dude is a beast. I mean, good stud.
2: God, he tripped over a teammate's uh, shoe, or else that kickoff returns a touchdown. And then on the play, I don't know who caught him at the six-yard line, seven-yard. I don't. Whoever caught him, play of the day. Kudos to. I think it was Trey Washington, maybe. I don't. Someone caught him, and whoever it was, unbelievable. Because that, when I was down on the field and when he turned, I went, he's gone. And I didn't think anybody would catch him. Someone took the exact right angle and got him. It was, yeah, it was. On well, a day and Kentucky's full of plays. first
3: touchdown came off the long kick return. I mean, where they got a cheap kind of short field there. Because at that moment, they weren't yeah, doing no. anything
2: offensively. I mean, memo to future teams playing them just don't kick it to him. Mm hmm. I mean, I don't know what you got to do, but don't kick it to him. He's, um, he's a weapon. Kind of last thing. I
3: thought – I know the snaps were bad. We'll talk about that, try to figure out what they can do. I mean, it just sort of is what it is right now because it messed up so much timing. Um, But the actual line play was better today. I thought that considering they were all jumbled and had people all over the place and I mean, I'm sure Pettis got reamed for the false start on, on that first drive when Lane was going to go for it and had fourth and one instead of end up punting off fourth and well, they six. Well,
2: they, they, they called it on Pettis, but they were pissed at Trigg. Trigg didn't line up correctly. So he did something wrong. And so, okay. twice, so twice on that play, they had to whistle, you know, whistle over and, and get him to turn and look. And so instead of getting the play off in 10 or 11 seconds, it was 20 some seconds, and, and he, he ended up jumping. But I think they were blaming Trigg more than they blamed Pettis. Okay
3: point being I thought the offensive line considering it was all jumbled nobody was in the right places I thought they played really well today both ways because while Kentucky does have some offensive line issues they're pretty good up front on defense
2: yeah I, I thought they were pretty good up front I mean in general they opened up some holes they, they and had a the big run with Judkins just, yeah I mean whatever but you know Judkins had a big and Malik Keith had a big block on that play um yeah, they were good. I mean, look, it was two, it was two really good teams that played a three-point game down to the final inside the final minute with the game undecided. It, that's what it was. It was two, two really good teams played a really good game.
3: We met, We played with Jackson Dart, and he must have had some baseball because the way he was sliding. I think it played out more today because he fielded all those ground balls and all those bad snaps. And It gets in your head a number of different ways. It's A, you have to pick up the snap. B, you have to make sure your eyes stay down the field. A, C, you're actually thinking about it before the snap comes because you know it might be all over the place. That He kept the offense on schedule in a situation where somebody with a little less composure, frankly him maybe weeks ago, They would have bogged down with those snaps issues. You you would have seen teams and quarterbacks that just went completely incompetent because of what was going on, just getting the play and getting the ball off. Yeah,
2: yeah, Um, I failed to ask this. I meant to. I'll try try to remember to ask on Monday. I thought it really disrupted the timing of the offense as well. mm -hmm. There was a play that Kentucky made early in the third quarter on their their touchdown drive to tie the game um, where they ran like a jet sweep. And the timing on it was just absolutely perfect, like to the point where you're like, I don't know how Levis got the ball out of his hands. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, Ole Miss, those kind of plays were not available to Ole Miss because of the, the, the timing with snaps and stuff. And I mean, if you're if you're looking for something to nitpick, and I don't think it's even nitpicking. I mean, if you're looking for something to worry about, it's what happens if something happens to Caleb Warren. I mean, I joked about it in the press box. I mean, who would have ever guessed that the MVP of this team would be Caleb Warren, but he's awfully important. I mean, he's as, as important as anybody on the team.
3: Yeah, Eli Akers in his first year is a, is a full-time starter, and he's having to change positions into one he doesn't play. I mean, it just is what it is. So – yeah,
2: Eli's a good. Eli's a really good guard right now, and I don't mean this as a criticism. I and mean, he's trying hard, but he's he's ineffective as a center in terms of snapping the football right now, and almost to the point where if Acker's going to be in the game, you've got to get under center some.
3: Mm-hmm. And you know they did. I guess the second play of the game, I thought it actually would have made sense just as a as an offensive philosophy the way everything was going because it would, as you said, it would have helped the uh, the timing for sure. Uh last thing, Just Vanderbilt. Not one. what not what they've worked on. Yeah. Well, right. Vanderbilt on Saturday. What's your line guess? I asked Jeffrey. Here's what you think.
2: Oh, let's see. Ole Miss minus 23 and a half.
3: Jeffrey guessed twenty one. So yeah, somewhere in that. And okay. that's yeah. that's I that's can... right that's the I don't think Ole Miss is ever going to be what, a what's your guess? in the game. Uh, yes, what's your yeah. what's
2: your guess on the line?
3: Yeah, I don't know, nineteen to twenty-one, somewhere in there.
2: Okay, so you yeah. think I'm a little high?
3: I don't know. I mean, okay.
2: how, <sighs> Ole Miss just isn't scoring a lot I am, of points. I am the one that let us, you know, we we have a new advertiser, so maybe I am a little high. I mean, maybe. Oh, dish, look no. at you Um. <laughs>
3: You
2: I, I you, couldn't be more sober.
3: You and I both got the Ole Miss win and Kentucky cover, right?
2: I said Ole Miss by three or four all week. I, I yeah. miss a bunch. I'm, I'm giving myself credit when I get one right. I, I did not okay. see a blowout in this game. You, remember, you and I talked about this. We yeah, would yeah, yeah. finish the show and we're like, are we crazy? Because all these people are talking about a blowout. I just – I didn't see a scenario where either one of these teams blew the other out today. I just yeah. didn't. Yeah, I picked
3: Ole Miss 2320. So right I had twenty
2: one I had twenty one seventeen. Okay. Um Oklahoma State is beating the hell out of Baylor, by the way. I had that one. Oklahoma State's really good. They're and like a wh- sneaky they're a sneaky title contender. And Wake is popping Florida State. Oh yeah. How about that? I'm gonna get that one too. Yeah, here you go. So Hey, I got All my right. money line uh, uh, uh Illinois beat oh. Wisconsin. I mean, I'm having I'm having a day. Okay, there you go. Uh,
3: Tyler is not having a day. I don't think the Razorbacks are. going I be know. Bad, so I
2: know. I had a, and I had a Alabama covering.
3: Yeah, there you go. I mean, hey,
2: don't count me out, man. Yeah. What's uh What's the column? I know you're about to go right. Yeah, I'm about to go right. Um. The column is going to be, and when you read at the beginning of it, you'll go see that's why you have to go to games. Um, on the sideline, as the game was ending, Kelvin Bolden was yelling up into the stands, and uh, he was yelling, Stay home, stay home. And at first, I was like, What? Who are you talking about? And then I looked, kind of in the air, he was yelling into the recruiting section, and he was yelling oh. at Dante Daldell. And so that's the lead to my column, is kind of what a day it was for them as a program. And, um, oh, you know, cool. where you go from here and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's why you go. People say, why do, you, why do you go to the games? You can cover it from TV. And you can, but sometimes you can't get the little things.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, we're we'll going to knock that out. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Okay, JC. see you.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.